This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Oh, hi, everyone. Don't mind me. I was just over here packing a bong. Because I'm not high enough for this shit. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. And uh, I'm not high enough for this shit. Oh, Warlord! Yes, the Senate voted today. On my recommendation, I said it the other night, I went over this last week. The Senate has voted to make daylight savings time permanent. That is exactly the position I take. Now, apparently, somebody on my YouTube channel pointed out that ends up with, uh... Longer winter mornings, I don't care. I'm in bed until noon. I don't give a shit what, what I don't give a shit how that affects you you morning people. I just like the fact that that would give us um longer days during the winter. Get dark at about six o'clock instead of five o'clock the winter months of December and January. And that's what I'm all about. Oh, shit. What else are we going to talk about tonight? Doobie! I don't know how many people on our side of the political spectrum actually know who Zuby is. Zuby is a rapper. Very popular with the middle-aged white people for some reason. Doobie <laughs> had a little video of on PragerU. We're gonna we're gonna watch that. Britain has apparently found their version of Joe Rogan, according to this independent article. Scooby Zoo. No, Scooby Zoo. Sounds like I'm trying to do some jazz up in here. Sagar and Jetty this morning on Breaking Points had a, had a very fine uh, editorial about China's COVID policy having an effect on the U.S. economy. Basically, China trying to save the lives of people through their lockdown measures is going to screw over the U.S. economy, and Sagar is big mad about it. The Chinese financial markets are indeed having a meltdown. I don't know that it has so much to do with the COVID lockdowns. I'm sure that plays a factor. Going to talk about cuts to COVID funding here in the U.S. And like I, I, I was reading through a couple of epidemiologists on Twitter last night, and like, I'm sorry, guys. Like the 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 data indicates that uh, it's not looking good. It seems like we're going to have another wave. The U.S. The Europe is already on the uptick. Seems like we're going to have another wave here in the U.S. here in about four to six weeks. We're going to talk about Elon Musk tonight, so that's why I wanted to uh, the fifth wave. So I wanted to grab a good meme here for this. Elon Musk and Grimes apparently had a second child. 
baby girl, you can see the New York Post has a link to trib.a forward slash I-A-X-S-D-A-I. Somebody on Twitter responded, is that the name? (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. Why? This one's name is Why? Now, apparently this is real. Grimes is now dating... Chelsea Manning, the whistleblower. <laughs> the whistleblower that it, it was the it was the drone program, right? Don't worry, Warlord. This is this is this is in the actual news tonight. <laughs> and apparently, it's real because Elon Musk has been tweeting out some transphobic shit. Yes, yes, Chelsea Manning is fucking awesome. Grimes I don't know about. I was a huge fan of Grimes' music, but that was kind of when she was sitting in her basement in her floor, and there's like live videos of her, you know, with just a microphone and her keyboard and her synthesizers and shit. And, like, that's the kind of shit I was into. She she fucking gets together with Elon Musk. She's making music on fucking private jets and shit. Like, fucking... One of her videos is... This, like, it's a pretty video. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, give it the props. But, like, it's her on a private jet. It's like, ma'am, like, you have you have gone a long way from your roots in, in, in music. Then she starts reading marks after she breaks up with Elon, but then they welcome another child. But she's dating Chelsea Man this whole fucking thing is crazy. Yes, RB, I don't mind if I do. Weed. I need it after trying to explain all of that shit. Oh yeah, they had this child through surrogacy. It wasn't actually, you know I mean I don't want I don't want to belittle I don't want to say, like, it wasn't actually Grimes' pussy that birthed this one, but I don't want to belittle somebody that has a child through surrogacy. That's not a fun thing to do. I just, none of this, none of this makes sense to me. I need weed for this. You know, I just noticed, because of the noise gate on my microphone, you guys... Never hear the bong, or maybe maybe you hear it sometimes. I just like I fucking love Grimes' music. You know anything about me? I love like electronic pop music with women that have weird sounding voices. So of course I would be a big fan of Grimes. Nelly Furtado, Dido, Lady Gaga. Like I fucking like I love that shit for some reason. I don't want to say I shouldn't say weird sounding voices, distinctive voices. Ellie Golding. I love fucking Ellie Golding. I like me some Lord. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that shit tonight. Uh Tucker Carlson! 
Everybody's getting accused of being a Russian agent. I feel a little left out. Apparently, everybody getting accused of being a Russian agent. Tulsi Gabbard been accused of being a Russian agent. Tucker Carlson being accused of being a Russian agent. Tucker is responding to comments. Tulsi Gabbard, Mitt Romney, and a whole... I love Sylvan Esso. I really appreciate their, like, more indie folk sound, but, you know, as I said, I like electronic pop music. That's kind of where, like, Sylvan Esso has gone with their last two albums. They've gone to, the like, the electronic... I'm not sad about it. I, li- I like many of the songs, but, like, they had a really unique fucking indie sound. I don't know how much. I fucking love Fiona Apple. Lana Del Rey, I would like a lot more if she had more. Like, I don't like, um, I don't like slower songs. Like, uh, fucking, all the, all the Lana Del Rey songs. Like, there are some good songs that are slower of hers I can dig. One of the, one of the strippers at the strip club I worked at used to dance to Lana Del Rey. Nadia Ali, I've I have not uh, I've not heard of her. I will I will check them out or them band could be like Sylvan Esso. That's not the name of the woman. That's the name of the band. You, you got to get right on that shit. Marion Hill, I think that's the name of the band, not the not the young lady that sings for them. I thought that Marion Hill would have been the name of, of, a, of, a, of a young lady. He's got a very unique voice. How do we get how do we get on music? Oh, I've got a picture of Grimes up. That's right. Fucking before before Grimes met Elon Musk, man, like fucking I could I could light that shit up. Love that music. Content warning, we gotta start off tonight with some of the hard shit. It bleeds, it leads. Oh, this is the um this is the producer for Fox News who was killed in Ukraine yesterday. Apparently, according to Occupied Democrats, take it with a grain of salt because they're not always trustworthy. Fox News didn't even mention her in their initial report. Wow. Splitting the difference and adjust standard time to be 30 minutes ahead of its current time. Huh. 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 I don't know. I don't... Uh, that, that Chopping off an hour seems a lot easier than chopping off a half hour, but what do I know? I'm not... I'm not a math person. Don't get me into the numbers. That question is above my pay grade. Oh, also, do you remember? Uh, do you remember when the uh, Evergreen uh, ship got stuck? 
one of them did something stupid again today. Let's start off. This is the follow-up to a story that we covered last night. There was a man in... Approximately two... There was a man who was wanted in connection to the killing of homeless people in Washington, D.C. and New York City. This is a press conference after they uh, arrested him earlier today. A.M., 30-year-old Gerald Brevard of Southeast D.C. was taken into custody by our partners in the Washington field office of the ATF. Our partnership with the community and across the criminal justice system proved extremely valuable, leading us to a swift identification of our suspect and ultimate apprehension here in Washington, D.C. The clock's changed already. Was charged in Bash Basher. Love the new screen name. The clock's changed already. That was Sunday. First-degree murder while armed for the shooting and stabbing homicide of 54-year-old Morgan Holmes on March 9th. The assault with the intent to kill for the shooting offense on March 8th and assault with a dangerous weapon for the initial shooting offense on March 3rd. Additional charges for offenses committed in New York are anticipated. We do not have a firearm at this point, uh, but based on all the evidence that we Guy has been apprehended. He had video of the arrest, actually. I should have grabbed a report, so I, I didn't hear his name. But this was this was the arrest. The AP put incredibly dramatic video or incredibly dramatic music under it. Yeah, I thought that was his vehicle that we were looking at, but I don't I don't know where he's coming from. This is when they nabbed him and took him into custody. Arrested early Tuesday morning at a gas station in Washington, D.C. I saw a report that a UFC fighter helped take him down. I mean, I'm only seeing cops right now. Gerald Brevard has a criminal history, lives in the Washington area. I assume that means Washington, D.C. Come on. Don't take for granted when you're speaking to a national audience. There are two Washington prominents here in this country. Many small municipalities with the name Washington. Advocates, dem- uh, let me hit the content warning again on this one because I believe we do have cell phone video of the incident. Community groups are demanding body cam release of video after San Antonio police shoot and kill a man. The family identified the victim on um, of Monday's police shooting as Kevin Johnson. 
Police accountability groups are calling the shooting a use of excessive force. We don't have any body cam video, but I believe we do have some cell phone Demanding video you're seeing here. From police, family I'm not sure if this Kevin is of Johnson the incident or post-incident. That was shot and killed by San Antonio police officers after a chase in a west side neighborhood Monday afternoon. Uh, the police chief says officers recognize the man from outstanding warrants. Ken Spies, Troy Kless joins us live near the scene. And jo- Troy, have police shared any new details today? Well, not at this point, Audrey, and we're not far away from where that chase ended here along the banks of this creek. Now, San Antonio police say, Dustin, that 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 Vancouver, is that the same Vancouver and it just goes across the line? Kind of like uh, uh, Kansas City is the same Kansas City. It's just on two sides of the line. no. There are two different Vancouver's? No fucking way. That's fucked up. You know, I've never been to the Northwest. Never been to the far Northeast either. Oh shit, no way. I hate to I hate to interrupt this report. I was curious about Vancouver. The geography of the area. So Vancouver, Washington isn't even like that big of a city then, is it? That there is a 24 to 40 hour period for the chief to review the body cam video. Now, when he spoke to us yesterday, shortly after the shooting occurred, he hadn't seen it at the time. But police accountability groups are demanding the release of that video to provide a clearer picture of what happened here. Westside Dead End Street is quiet. A memorial for Kevin Johnson is here, made up of a cross, candles, and flowers, with crime scene tape nearby. We throw rocks! A different scene compared to the outrage that immediately followed the shooting. Regardless of if he was armed or not, uh, this is a clear show of excessive force. Ananda Thomas is with Police Accountability Group. Well, this is fucking Texas! Who says they are here to support the family, if need be. He's... Like, not only is it, like, you know, open carry in Texas, am, am I not wrong on that? Like, this, this is fucking Texas we're talking about here. Like, aren't you, isn't it, like, mandatory carry or some shit? Like, you're shot by the cops if you're not carrying a gun. It's fucking Texas. So what the, what the hell? He's not a bad person, so there's no reason why this Oh, is there a difference between Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri? I thought they were the same city, just on the... Just had the line through them or some shit. That's the way Bristol, Tennessee, and Bristol, Virginia are. I've never been to Kansas City, as you can tell. Oh, are you a felon? You little felon, you... <laughs> You weaselly little felon, not even Texas will allow you to carry a gun. <laughs> I don't know, I might be wrong. Kevin's sister Jasmine told Kent's five her brother was shot in the back nine times. However, the number of shots was not given by police. According to the... Nine fucking... I believe it, they empty a whole clip. Recognize Kevin from outstanding warrants. One for assault on a police officer and one for possession of a fire. Apparently... They're the same fucking city and they just have the line through. <laughs> People are telling me that like these cities are not the same, but I don't know if you guys are fucking with me. 
What do you mean clicked on you? Adam, I'm not I'm not on Twitch. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are fucking with me. <laughs> oh You're you're a failing. You a failing. This is not a this is not um the right conversation to be having <laughs> during this story, which it needs our attention because you know it's about ready like the the tension is boiling over. We're getting ready to have another you know summer protest. I, well, you didn't you didn't have to tell me if you were a felon or not. Like I don't care if you're a felon. Oh God! Hold on. Well, let me go click on Adam's name. I'm sorry, Fash Basher. What am I looking for? I clicked on your name. How do you have a new account? What what is going on here? I don't know. Well, I know it's you because I see your face. <laughs> your upstairs account. Oh, the chat is being contrary with me tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna have it out. We're gonna we're gonna play the game of fisticuffs. I I fucking I hate that uh, we don't allow felons to carry. Uh, vote vote is the more important. Voting is the more important thing. Like we can talk about. Like I'm I'm there with you on being able to carry. You should have all your rights restored after you pay your debt to society. But uh, but like voting is the more important one, and I'm I'm very much of the opinion that you should still be able to vote when you're locked up. We should not take that right away because when you take away the right to vote, you have an incentive to lock people up. That could be one of the explanations for our gigantic prison population. Yes, Ida, I'm totally with you. Shouldn't enslave our prisoners. It should be an option to work if you're in prison and you should receive the going rate for your wages. Our, our justice system needs to be completely overhauled and it needs to be far more in favor of rehabilitation. And there's no way there's no way to help somebody be rehabilitated. When, you know, they're not learning skills that they can apply, like fucking making the firefighters uh, go out in California and then they can't become firefighters after they get out of prison. That's bullshit. We should not allow corporations to exploit a vulnerable population. I want to amend the Constitution. Uh, The 13th Amendment. Is where... uh, it outlines that slavery is abolished except as a penalty and as a punishment. Bullshit. 
I don't even remember the story that we were talking about. Oh, this is a, a police shooting. I don't... Gotten any details. Accountability Group Act 4 SA, who says they are here to support the family if need be. He's he's not a bad person, so there's no reason why this should have happened. On Monday, Kevin's sister Jasmine told Kent's five her brother was shot in the back nine times. However, the number of shots was not given by police. According to the San Antonio Police Department, officers on patrol recognized Kevin from outstanding warrants, one for assault on a police officer and one for possession of a firearm. Police say Johnson ran away, and at some point during the chase, they claim he pulled a gun from his waistband. Nope, nope, don't believe it. We did recover a gun. Uh, the individual is deceased. But he changed his whole life. He doesn't have no kids. He had a job. He worked. Johnson's family and the community upset with what happened had tense moments with police. The response to the shooting is why some feel the community deserves. This is another one of those examples I brought it up last night where like cops committed a much more egregious crime than what the person is accused of. This is absolutely outrageous and should not happen in a free country. I don't care what kind of warrant had warrants for possessing a firearm. Come on. Answers. The Assault on a cop. Bullshit. Yesterday shows a critical need and urgency to the release of this body camera footage, um, not just to give to give answers and some relief, but to show that running. He wasn't fighting with the cops. He was running from the cops. They're claiming he turned around. They're claiming that he was running, turned around, and tried to shoot at them, and they shot him in the back nine times. Shot him in the back nine times. I'm calling bullshit on the story. The community is demanding body camera footage be released. Department's policy As well to they should video within 60 days of when an incident occurs. Now, we are told by family members of Johnson that a vigil will be held here tonight on the Lambroso Street Bridge at 630 as they continue to mourn their family members loss. Just running from the cops. I don't believe that he pulled a gun. Even if he did, still, I believe that the Constitution, the way I interpret it, says that it is a cop's job to lay their life down on the line to apprehend the suspect and bring them in to justice, lay their life on the line if necessary to make that happen, not to shoot because I I feared for my life. Maybe. May, oh, I didn't even think about that, Ida. That's a good point. The One of his previous charges was assault on a police officer. Perhaps this was... Re, it says they knew him. They were just riding by. They saw a dude on the street minding his own business. Maybe he was in his front yard. But they recognized him. So that might be a possibility. I wouldn't put it past the cops. I don't trust the cops. Trust him one bit. 
A Reuters drone captured these images of the Ever Forward, a container ship run aground in the Chesapeake Bay near Baltimore along the Maryland shore. Ever Forward. By the U.S. Coast Guard. And if the name on the side looks familiar, that's because another container ship, the Ever Given, famously ran aground in the Suez Canal last March and blocked traffic in one of the world's busiest waterways. Both boats are operated by the Taiwanese company Evergreen Marine. A representative for the shipping line could not be reached for comment. The Coast Guard received reports on Sunday that the Ever Forward was grounded and said it was not blocking traffic. I mean, it looks like it's out of the way of everything. It's just, it's just hanging out on the beach. Ever bad shipping. <laughs> Man, I laughed about that boat. I loved the memes about that, but that boat was like the one like bright ray of sunshine inside of, was it like the Delta Wave? COVID? Now I'm going to alert you guys to something you may not be aware of. Kind of kind of want to burst the the bubble of the right-wing narrative about gas prices and shit. Oil prices have fallen below $100 a barrel. Gas prices in the United States were lower on Tuesday. Stock markets rose with the gains on Wall Street led by airlines. Oil prices dropped on Tuesday, falling below $100 a barrel as China, the world's largest oil importer, imposed new lockdowns to combat an outbreak of the coronavirus moves that could threaten demand. Oh, so here in a little bit, we're going to hear Sagar and Jetty bitch about how the lockdowns are going to uh, affect the U.S. economy. But here, that makes perfect sense because China's demand drops, the price of oil drops. I'm guessing the price hasn't come down much at the pumps, has it? The swing in oil prices, which approached $130 a barrel last week, reverberated through the stock market, airline stocks rallied, and shares of oil producers slid. Brent crude, the global benchmark, dropped 7.4% to 99 and 91 cents a barrel, its lowest price since late February. West Texas Intermediate crude, the U.S. benchmark, fell 6.4% at 96 and 44 cents a barrel. Over the past week, crude prices have plunged more than 20%, reversing much of the surge after Russia's invasion of Ukraine added turmoil to an already tight energy market. Tens of millions of residents in Chinese provinces and cities including Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen are under lockdown amid an outbreak of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. Travel has been cut off between cities, production lines have stopped, and malls have been closed. The measures could snarl global supply chains that are still struggling to recover from pandemic disruptions by slowing down key factory and transportation networks. Companies in China, including Foxconn, the Taiwanese electronics firm that assembles Apple iPhones, have suspended operations in the country. The new measures have hammered the Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong, where many Chinese companies are listed. 
Oh, I was I was getting ready to say, oh, that's my next that's my next story as we're going to China's market. Oh, that is actually not my next story. Maybe maybe these stories should have been with the China stuff later. Maybe I fucked up on the order of my I wasn't paying a lot of attention to be honest. I was putting the stories I paid attention to the stories I was selecting to do here tonight. Didn't pay much attention to the order. I was listening to music and singing along. <laughs> I didn't think it through. I'm sorry. Price gadget. That's why I need a. I need a. I need. I need a warlord on the payroll. That's gonna help me get big enough to be able to employ warlord on my payroll. So he can produce the show. Put my format together and everything for me. That's what needs to happen. Someone say pay. You're going to get your Soros bucks is what's going to go on. Price gouging oil companies need to pay a windfall tax. Need to be nationalized. But I mean, if we're, I mean, we're starting somewhere. Okay. Prices at the pump are shooting up as oil companies turn massive profits. A windfall profits tax could go a long way toward providing relief for working families. There's a piece in the nation. Even before Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine shocked energy markets and sent oil prices over $100 a barrel, Exxon was banking obscene profits. February the 1st. The Texas-based fossil fuel giant announced profits of almost $9 billion for the fourth quarter of 2021, its biggest take in seven years. And Exxon, I don't know if this has changed in the last few years, but Exxon at one point in time was the most profitable company in the history of the world. I kind of doubt it's changed, but it's possible that Amazon... Knock them off. <sighs> Exxon didn't have to party alone, though. Chevron, Shell, and BP were announcing surpluses of only slightly less startling proportions. They were having an orgy of oligarchy. Which means they live in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? I don't know. I was, just, I was trying to force that one. It didn't go that well. Combined, the four companies raked in $24.4 billion in quarter four of 2021. Total profits for the year come to over $75 billion. Billion. Fucking billion fucking dollars. They are raping us. I shouldn't say that. Rape is a serious issue that this is compared with God fucking. Mm. Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm going to. Take a drink. 
Joe Biden heading over to Belgium. Biden will travel to Belgium to reaffirm the U.S. ironclad commitment to NATO. Guess we're going to get a little clip from Jen Psaki here. Being sanctions sure. were imposed today by Russia against yourself, President Biden. Oh, oh, oh. U.S. officials. This is not about Biden's trip to Belgium. She is asking about the sanctions leveled by Russia against several uh, uh, Joe Biden against several, including including I, I I saw the document from Russia, and I'm trusting somebody's translation on Twitter. That it said painter Hunter Biden was sanctioned by Russia. And that that average citizen Hillary Clinton was sanctioned by Russia. Which is fucking funny. So the Russian official document like took some political shots <laughs> If if I believe, like, it could be somebody, you know, making a dry joke on Twitter. And I, I didn't see the proper translation. <laughs> but that is incredibly funny if they did say that, throwing some shade. So apparently that is what uh, Jin Saki is being asked about by this reporter. Uh, do you have a re- response to that? And how will it impact any of you, if at all? Sure. I would first note that President Biden is a junior so uh, they may have, may have sanctioned his dad. May he rest in peace. Um, the second piece I would say is that won't surprise any of you uh, that none of us are planning uh, tourist trips to Russia. None of us have bank accounts that we won't be able to access, so we will forge ahead. President Joe Biden will fly to Brussels, Belgium, for an extraordinary summit of NATO leaders later this month. Ms. Saki said Mr. Biden will use the trip to discuss NATO's ongoing deterrence and defense efforts in response to Russia's unprovoked and unjustified attack on Ukraine and to reaffirm America's ironclad commitment to the alliance. His goal is to meet in person, face-to-face with his European counterparts and talk about where we are at at this point in the conflict in the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. We've been incredibly aligned to date. That doesn't happen by accident. The president is a big believer in face-to-face diplomacy, so it's an opportunity to do exactly that, according to Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Psaki added that a face-to-face meeting with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is an option for the trip, but said the details of Mr. Biden's itinerary, itinerary were still being worked out. She also announced that the president will join a previously scheduled European Council Summit at which he plans to discuss shared concerns about the invasion, including U.S. and European efforts to impose economic costs on Russia and provide humanitarian support to the millions of Ukrainian refugees displaced by the invasion. I didn't see the whole conversation, but I'm not a Frenchie, I'm a Belgie. is hilarious. Apparently, Zelensky had something to say to the Russian troops today. Apparently, 
Мы даем вам шанс, шанс выжить, если сдадитесь нашим силам. We have the Ukrainian people, he's offering the Russian soldiers a chance to survive. Обращаться с людьми. Наши храбрые захистники продолжают завдавать российским войскам нищевных Our courageous defenders keep inflicting devastating losses to Russian troops. Боевых ледаков они уже втратили, уже 80 fighter jets, hundreds of tanks, thousands of hardware. Hey, thanks for Zelensky personally asking the Russian soldiers to stand down. Meanwhile, Elon Musk has challenged Putin to a fight, and apparently some minister in Russia has responded. I can't believe this is a thing that's happening. I can't believe this is a thing we're talking about. Uh, I'm not high enough for this shit. Somebody hit the, Somebody in the chat hit the rips. I'm not high enough for this shit. By the way, I have that shirt in the freak store. It's uh it's a troll and his eyes are fucking red as shit. Saying I'm not high enough for this shit. Need to, I need to make a little card for it to be down there. Musk versus Putin. I mean, I think we're kind of all demanding it at this point. Let's go ahead and go drop Elon over there. Get him out of our heads. Or get him, get him out of our hair. Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk had a busy day online on Monday, first sharing a cryptic meme that simply stated, I support the current thing. Which sets social media users at a Twitter, a Twitter, and trying to decipher what it meant. We're going to get into that here in a second. That plays into our next story. He also shared a meme that read, Netflix waiting for the war to end to make a movie about a black Ukraine guy falls in love with a transgender Russian soldier. If that wasn't enough controversy for the day, the world's richest man then challenged Russian President Vladimir Putin to a fist fight. So, I hereby challenge Putin's name in Russian to single combat, Musk tweeted. Stakes are Ukraine, using the Ukrainian spelling of Ukraine. He then tagged the Kremlin's official account to ask in Russian, Do you agree to this fight? Which, if Elon loses, he will call you a pedophile. Guarantee. Well, you might think Russian officials would have their hands full with all the messy work that comes with invading a sovereign nation unprovoked and indiscriminately killing thousands of citizen non-combatants. I don't know if that's thousands. I don't know if that's the official toll. It could be, though. It very well could be. That's fucking sad. The director of Roscomos, the Russian space program, had some free time to respond. So the space guy in Russia was like, I'll show this little dick having motherfucker. Concerned that at the age of 50, Musk have, might have a leg up on the 69-year-old Putin, Rogozin, 
offered to act in the dictator's steed at a younger age of 58. Oh, God. You little devil are still young, Ragazin tweeted. Compete with me, weakling. It would only be a waste of time. Overtake my brother first. Oh, my God. So in order for in order for Elon to get to Putin, he has to he has to fight like you know an escalating boss fight where he's got multiple bosses. The tweet prompted a comeback from Musk, who tweeted, "I see you are a tough negotiator." Okay, you can have ten percent more pay per view money. Where's Logan Paul? Who's he fighting on this card? Jesus Christ, we're going to get the space guy from Russia versus the the space guy from the U.S. Wait, did Elon Musk change his name to Alana Musk? Are you guys seeing this? Is that his official account? Elana Musk. I think we've got more transphobia coming from one Mr. Elon, who's a piece of shit. I'm glad I never fucking was on the Elon bandwagon. I saw through... No! No! This is Elon Musk. At Elon Musk. Joined June 2009. 78 million followers. Elana Musk. This is the real deal. Musk has been actively engaged in the invasion of Ukraine from the beginning, initiating an er effort early on to activate Starlink service in the country after Russia disrupted internet service. Of course he did. A follow-up tweet, Musk said that Putin can even bring his bear, adding, and um, flicks risk... We should form a book club. He included a passage in Russian which translates a fool with a heart and no mind is just an unfortunate is just as unfortunate as a fool with a mind without a heart. Ukrainian Vice Prime Minister Mikhailo Mikhailo Fedorov took advantage of the opportunity to plug a fundraiser he's been pushing to send Putin into space. Reportedly using the proceeds to repair damaged Ukrainian infrastructure being leveled by Russian missiles and artillery. I am sure that at Elon Musk can send Putin to Jupiter, Fedorov tweeted. Can we send both of them together? Now, why the transphobia from Elon Musk? Well, apparently... Grimes is involved in some sort of relationship. Grimes, the pop singer... The mother of now two of Elon Musk's children. Elon Musk has other children as well. I saw somewhere where Grimes said that he, her and Elon 
had talked about having five children. Well, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know if it was real that Grimes was actually seeing Chelsea Manning. Because that's a weird, you can look at all of my past romantic involvement and see common themes. Uh, it's such a weird transition to go from Elon Musk, who I despise and and think should be yeeted to Jupiter, to Chelsea Manning, who I admire and think is an American hero. Grimes and Musk publicly sparred about trans rights while they dated. Following reports that Elon Musk's ex-partner Grimes, apparently they're still together somehow, has been dating Chelsea Manning, the billionaire expressed his feelings like many other emotional, uh, emotionally stunted bigot by posting a transphobic meme on Twitter. Musk shared an image uh, from the sad Pablo Escobar meme template. Shows the character, and I also didn't get it because it had been photoshopped where his stomach was all weirded out. He was sitting on a bench and looking forlorn. The ungrammatical text reads, Netflix waiting for the war to end to make a movie about, uh, we already read that. I'm not going to share it in this article, but you can find it here. Musk didn't directly reference Manning, who was a trans woman. But this is not the first time he's made a derogatory ger- She's a woman. She's a woman. We'll leave it at that. This is not the first time he's made. I mean, I understand the distinction distinction for the purposes of journalistic. You know, it's it's part of the story why he might be making transphobic comments. But he is a woman. This is not the first time he's made derogatory jokes about the trans community. And during the time he dated Grimes, trans rights were one of the few things he publicly disagreed about. Tweeting that pronouns suck in 2020, his pop star partner called him out, responding, I love you, but please turn off your phone and give me a call. I cannot support hate. Please stop this. I know this isn't your heart. Musk Grimes' split continues to be an awkward one. Last week, a reporter for Vanity Fair accidentally discovered that the pair had secretly had a second child named Exa Dark Siderell Musk. I mean, I guess that's Siderell. I guess that's how you would say that. Those of you listening to the audio, Sider, uh, the the R, A, and E is like together. I don't know if that has a name. Exadark Siderell Musk. As for Grimes, she's been hard at work at her upcoming album, Book One which she said is her version of Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, with a hint of Beyonce's Lemonade. Weird combination. <laughs> um, I believe I heard the first song, and I wasn't very, I wasn't very into it. 
So there you go. That's a thing. <laughs> oh. Are you talking about like, well, I don't know what her new album sounds like. I haven't listened to it yet. I don't think it's out yet. I can't, I'm like... I could see her drawing inspiration from the Smashing Pumpkins. That's because, like... She's weird in, like, the Billy Corgan weird way. Oh. It does sound delusional, doesn't it? Also, like... That is that is the Smashing Pumpkins seminal work. That's like they're like that is a milestone album. I don't know where it ranks in like Rolling Stones top albums of all time, but I'm gonna guess it's in the top twenty. Now I'm not commenting on exactly how it is not my favorite period of Smashing Pumpkins. I'm I'm pretty sure that most music critics have it up there in like top 20, top 30 albums of all time. Oh, that's a lot of pressure to put on. I'm getting ready to drop an album that sounds like one of the 20 top albums of all time. Man, fucking Tulsi Gat, and I can't, like, and I said many times when I was trying to win the Tulsi stands over to, like, you can't split us like this. You've got, we, we, we have to be overwhelmingly for Bernie Sanders, or you're, we're not going to get fucking anybody we want, and that's, that's what happened. So I tried to get the Tulsi stands on our side by saying she's probably going to be Secretary of Defense inside of Bernie Sanders' administration. I'm sure that that would have been a consideration at least, if not the game plan with a Bernie campaign. But man, is she taking a hard right turn. Deepak, like keynote speaker, Tulsi Gabbard, fires back at Mitt Romney for calling her a treasonous, Russian propagandists. Apparently, like, didn't didn't uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, say some shit about her today on The View? I did not get that clip. We're we're gonna watch Tucker Carlson. We're gonna spend enough time talking about this shit because of Tucker Carlson. Former Representative Tulsi Gabbard fired back at Mitt Romney on Monday for calling her treasonous. Russian propaganda, a treasonous Russian propagandist over the weekend saying that he either needed to prove her wrong or admit he was wrong and resign. Tulsi Gabbard is parroting a false Russian propaganda. Romney tweeted her treasonous lies may well cost lives. Now, I do believe this is over the bioweapon, U.S. funding bioweapons labs in Ukraine, which is indeed Russian propaganda to the best that I can tell. Not clear which specific comments from Gabbert to which Romney was referring, but she did claim in a video that she posted to social media over the weekend that there are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. I didn't read ahead. I was just assuming that's what we were talking about. 
that are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. In the video, Gabbard called for a ceasefire until the labs could be secured and the pathogens inside the labs destroyed. I... Maybe Hillary was right. Maybe she knew something about who was funding Tulsi Gabbard. You know, you know, fucking Hillary had an excellent uh, campaign, so they had all kinds of oppo research, so quite possible that Hillary did know something about Tulsi. Gabbard laid out her case for why uh, what she said was true in a lengthy thread on Twitter saying that Romney needed to provide evidence for calling her treasonous. Senator Romney, please provide evidence for uh, that what I said is untrue and treasonous. If you cannot, you should do the honorable thing, apologize, and resign from the Senate. So, Senator Romney, well, I want this. I want this proof. Our biological laboratories, and now we're reading from the Daily Wire, so take this with a grain of salt. Our biological laboratories in Ukraine, which the World Health Organization has uh, contacted and advised to destroy dangerous pathogens that could escape during the war. The WHO, a United Nations agency, told Reuters as part of this work, who was strongly recommended to the Ministry of Health in Ukraine and other responsible bodies to destroy high-threat pathogens to prevent any potential spills. Reuters said that the agency made no reference to biowarfare and that the agency had encouraged everyone to operate in the safe and secure disposal of any pathogens they come across to reach out for technical assistance as needed. The issue centers around the claim that the labs are involved in producing or conducting research on biological weapons, which the New York Times reported has been denied by President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine, the White House, the Pentagon, and the State Department. Adam Kinzinger, Democratic representative, or I mean, I'm sorry, Independent uh, representative, former Republican representative. I'm so Democrat. I was confusing him with Swalwell there for a second. He was invited to go on Tucker Carlson, but he gave uh, this response as to why he didn't go on with Tucker. I got an invitation to do Tucker Carlson's show tonight. And there's no way I'll go on his show for a number of reasons. But first, let me state that his insistence that the West was provoking war with Putin, his spreading lies about biolabs, and his continued spewing of conspiracy theories are nothing but complete evil. His show is full of Russian propaganda and not news. And I will not validate his show by making an appearance. I do not want to be associated with it in any way. And we all know what would happen. And we all know what the goal is. We know the interview would be promoted to get more viewers, to make more money, to further empower his garbage. And let's talk tactics. When Tucker interviews someone in a hostile way, he interrupts and laughs when he's been caught in a lie. And after the segment's over, he brings on another guest to try to discredit any statement made by the prior guest without counter. He's not interested in conversations. He's only interested in himself. And at the end of the day, he'll continue to use his platform to deceive his all-too-trusting viewers and to further his own sense of power. The situation in Ukraine is serious and the outlook is dire. And this moment requires serious conversation and decisive action. Not a self-serving showboat clamoring for more clicks tonight. So rather than validate his propaganda programming, I'm going to use my effort 
to support the Ukrainian people. So if you're interested in joining me, please consider donating to the Stand With Ukraine Fund. It's at countryfirst.com, country1st.com. And 100% of the money raised will go to humanitarian... Country First sounds like a scam to me, but refugees. otherwise, I guess his heart Parker is in the right place. Clear. He stands with Putin and his war against freedom. I stand with Ukraine, democracy, and the men and women willing to fight and die for their country. Finally, Sophia and I want to offer our prayers for Benjamin. This Hall, is virtue Fox signaling. Reporter. Prayers are virtue signaling. The job they do is dangerous and appreciated. This makes Tucker's position all the more disgusting. True country music? Why? Ain't nothing wrong with country music. Because people are dying. On the front lines. You think it's a joke? Why do I care? Why do I care what's going on in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? And I'm serious. Like, why do I care? And why shouldn't I root for Russia, which I am? Because those of us who are... Because people are dying on the front lines. You think it's a joke? This is in 2019. Why do I care what's going on in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? And I'm serious. Like, why do I care? And why shouldn't I root for Russia, which I am? Which he is. Newly resurfaced video. This is the whole clip. Because people are dying on the front lines. You think it's a joke? Why do I care? Why do I care what's going on in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? Be- because, and I'm serious. Be- like, why do I, I, I tell care? You why. And why shouldn't I root for Russia, because, which I am? Because those of us who are watching... Well, most treasonous. Siding with Putin. Who's siding with Putin? I haven't seen anybody do that. I've seen a few people try to side with the United States. And that... Uh, Mitt Romney, a man who got four deferments to keep himself out of the Vietnam War. That is almost treasonous. Uh, uh, uh. So I guess I'll go ahead and hit the content warning again because we're going to watch that entire fucking Tucker sick. It's the opening of a show from last night. His response. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. I haven't watched it, but as I understand it, it's a wild ride. So I wish we brought it to you earlier. Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, of course, gave an interview recently that didn't get enough attention in this country. Zelensky, needless to say, is currently engaged in a desperate fight for his country, his government, his life. And he has been since the Russian military invaded Ukraine nearly... By the way, this is after a... So you can assume there's not a lot Zelensky thinks about at this point. ...report that came out that Putin was using clips of Tucker Carlson as propaganda in Russia. ...neutrality, agreeing not to join NATO in exchange for that he would get a Russian withdrawal from Ukraine. Now, there's nothing inherently controversial about Zelensky's idea. Ukraine was not on the cusp of joining NATO anyway. NATO officials have long... Mother Jones recently published a selection of a reportedly leaked Kremlin memo which instructed government-aligned media outlets in the country that it was essential to use as much as possible clips of Carlson blaming Ukraine, the U.S., and NATO for the invasion. We're going to hear his defense of that accusation here. Long said they don't want Ukraine to join. It's not clear whose interest would I'm be. I'm not high enough for this joining shit. NATO. So if accepting the status quo, going with the way things already were and were always going to be, if doing that convinces Putin to stop killing Ukrainians and spares Ukraine from total and complete destruction, maybe it's not a crazy idea. Maybe Zelensky is on to something. He certainly thought about it a lot. 
Maybe we ought to congratulate Zelensky for acting wisely on behalf of the country he leads. This could be a win for him and for the entire world. Probably not a lot of American media outlets will describe it that way. Probably not. Indeed, by mentioning NATO, a topic that is completely off limits in American media, Zelensky may have gone too far. Daily, in every possible venue, we are told that NATO is paradoxically both of its central importance to the United States and at the same time irrelevant to what happens in Eastern Europe. So years of talk about expanding NATO into Ukraine, and we've watched those happen in public, that had nothing... You support imperialism. Your name is fucking warlord. Nothing at all. That's what they tell us. Putin invaded Ukraine because he's bad. End of conversation. And anyone who says otherwise, anyone who suggests there might be a way out of this disaster short of total <laughs> war, anyone who says that is immediately denounced as a tool of Russian propaganda. So what does that mean? It means that by acknowledging that NATO expansion is what Putin seems to care about most, Zelensky is by definition, at least in this country, repeating Russian talking points. That would make the president of Ukraine a Putin collaborator. Sound insane. You can still think clearly. But that's the state of play. How do we know this? Let's just say we've lived it. We've made the point repeatedly that forcing Ukraine into NATO will in. Guys, I know I was packing a bowl, but like. Did any of that make sense? That didn't make. What? Zelensky, the president of Ukraine is spouting Putin's propaganda, according to Tucker Carlson. No way serve the interests of the United States, and in fact could hurt us here in ways from which we will never recover. And by the way, talking about it doesn't seem to have helped Ukraine either. For saying that, and that's all we've said, here's the reaction we've received. And this is just a small selection. We could do a full hour on it, but here's a clip what seems to be almost the Putin wing of the Republican <laughs> Party, uh, which, which t- to be fair, is not highly, not prevalent much on Capitol Hill, but we've seen Tucker Carlson, uh, you know, the uh, g- basically repeat Russian propaganda night after night. What the hell is going on? Well, first of all, before they fell in love with Putin, they fell in love with Orban and Hungary. Make America great again meant let's make America more like Hungary. And the most popular Republican broadcaster in America, Tucker Carlson, are both unabashed fans of Putin. And there are very few Republicans out there like Mitt Romney or Liz Cheney who have the courage to call them out. This is a disgrace. How anybody in this country which loves freedom can side with Vladimir Putin, which is an oppressor, a dictator. He kills people. Uh, he, 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 He... no one was potent. There's just a little noise when I pulled out. He imprisons his political opponents. Uh, he has been an adversary of America at every uh, chance he's had. It, it's unthinkable to be. It's, it's almost treasonous. Oh, almost treasonous. Siding with Putin. Who's siding with Putin? I haven't seen anybody do that. I've seen a few people try to side with the United States. We just heard you say it. We just played the clip of it from like fucking two years ago, three years ago. You say, I side with Putin. Well, no, no, I side with Russia. You said it. You, you literally said those words. 
United States. And that, says Mitt Romney, a man who got four deferments to keep himself out of the Vietnam War, that is almost treasonous. What's so interesting, we don't want to pick on Mitt Romney here, it's too easy, but it does seem like, if you take a step back, that the very same people who spent the last, say, two years telling us that this country, our country, is inherently sinful and racist and disgusting and born in iniquity, those same people, the ones who lecture you about how there's something inherently wrong with you if you live here, were born here. Wow. Those very quickest, the very first to whip around and accuse anyone who wants to save the United States from yet another pointless war, a war that they would never fight in and ignore their children, accuse those people of being unpatriotic. Well, you don't love America enough. Says you are not on the anti-war side, Tucker. racist. How does that work exactly? We're not sure, but in case you've forgotten, here's the very same Mitt Romney marching with the very same people who told us that this is a white supremacist hellhole. And by the way, we've got to do away with a nuclear family. That's never done anybody any good. Here he is. Way to end violence and brutality and to make sure that people understand that Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's such a controversial statement. I mean, it is with Tucker's audience. genius, obviously deep in the grip of some late-life crisis, licking his wounds from being beaten by Obama in 2012. Okay. But it's not just Mitt Romney. Imagine how you would feel if you were a business owner in Kenosha or Minneapolis or Atlanta or Louisville. If you were someone who, I don't know, used to go to St. John's Church in Washington, D.C., or someone who works in the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, before BLM torched all of it. You're long accustomed to knowing that your leaders don't really care about you, but when they reveal that they actively hate you, that's hard to take. So of course Mitt Romney is debasing himself, degrading himself in order to be liked in Washington. Yeah, we've seen that, of course, but it's deeper than that. Needless to say, the people Mitt Romney wants to like him, his new masters, were not satisfied with him marching with BLM or denouncing his critics as almost treasonous, they want more. They won't be satisfied until every Republican in the U.S. Senate is wholly indistinguishable from Chris Hayes. And they're getting pretty close. On Sunday... If only! If only! Here's what he wrote. I would, I would take a Senate full of Chris Hayes's. Currently serves or leave the Democrats in place and all the Republicans are replaced with Chris Hayes. I'm totally cool with that. I'll take that Senate. Treasonous lies may well cost lives. Treasonous lies have cost lives, potentially. So you're betraying your country and committing murder. So what exactly did Tulsi Gabbard do? Did she call for a violent overthrow of the United States government? Did she come out and pledge allegiance to Putin? Did she get a Cyrillic tattoo on her neck? No, she didn't. What she said is, we have a problem. Here's how we know. She cited publicly available information. You got a problem? Yo, I'll solve it. But in case, here you have Mitt Romney. Was a I don't know why that popped into my head when he said that. Accusing someone who's been in the army for nearly two decades of treason. People didn't used to talk that way. Treason is a death penalty offense. It's absurd on its face. But if you watch the video that got Mitt Romney to call a fellow American treasonous and suggest she was committing murder, it really makes your head spin. Here's what Tulsi Gabbard actually said that made Mitt Romney accuse her of betraying her own country. Watch. Here are the undeniable facts. 
There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery and shelling. And these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Yeah, she hates our country because she's worried that a pathogen might escape from a biolab and hurt people. There's no recent precedent for that, so she's clearly listening to Alex Jones too much, and she's treasonous. Actually, everything that Tulsi Gabbard said, as you know, is true. It's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It's a factual issue. And even in war, truth is a defense. In fact, it's the only defense. Is it true? And in a free country, you can speak the truth. That right can never be taken away, or else it's not a free country. But by the way, since we're speaking of facts, the director of the U.S. Cooperative Threat Reduction Program, a man who would know, a man called Robert Pope, has confirmed that scientists are keeping Soviet-era pathogens for research purposes in Ukraine. They told us they were destroying them. They should have destroyed them, but they haven't. What could go wrong in an active war zone? And they knew that those pathogens existed and were being experimented upon, researched, and they didn't secure them before the Russians invaded, though they knew the Russian invasion was coming because they told us. And then Tori Newland, the Undersecretary of State who oversees this disaster, testified under oath that yes, Russian forces might seize those biolabs in Ukraine and we should- You should have destroyed your research because we knew well, Russia was coming. CBS News reported that Pentagon officials have confirmed that these biolabs in Ukraine are in fact conducting research on anthrax and other quote, deadly pathogens. Pentagon official I talked to this morning said there is no movement of chemical weapons into Ukraine. At least they're not seeing the, the signs of it. The concern is that the Russians will seize one of these um, biomedical research facilities that you biomedical do research on deadly pathogens like um, botulism and, and anthrax, seize one of those facilities, weaponize the pathogen, and then blame it on Ukraine and the U.S. because the U.S. has been providing support for some of the research being done in those facilities. Okay, so we're a little confused about what all the hyperventilating is about. Now, you just heard CBS say, and you've heard many say, that Russia may seize these biological agents in Ukraine and use them against the Ukrainians and who knows who else. Now, you, you would pause and think, well, wait a second, if these are Soviet-era weapons, then presumably the Soviets, now called the Russian government, probably have their own. So why would they want to seize stuff they already have? It doesn't actually make a lot of sense, but whatever. You'll notice that the reporter you just saw at the beginning of the clip admits that these pathogens are in Ukraine. They're doing research on botulism and anthrax. So any reasonable person would be concerned by that because there's a war going on. And by the way, why were they funding better Ukraine, Ukraine than Uranus? That's really a secondary question. Maybe we can get to the bottom of that when the war's over. But Tulsi Gabbard addressed and only addressed the danger that innocent people could there die. No pathogens in Uranus. Because these weapons, apparently these pathogens, these agents exist in Ukraine. She didn't blame it on Russia. She didn't blame anybody. She just said, this is the thing. Unsecured bioweapons in a war zone are a bad idea. That's not reasonable now? That's treason? Not, not reason. No bio, there are no bioweapons. Thinking now. Everybody in leadership has completely lost the ability to think beyond the next tweet. Who is thinking about tomorrow or next month 
or 20 years from now. Not one when he person. says leadership, who is he talking about? Agent of Putin. Now to a story of Russian disinformation that has been quickly embraced and amplified by some in America's right-wing media. When State Department Undersecretary Victoria Nuland confirmed this week that there was bio-research going on in Ukraine, critics say that Tucker Carlson of Fox News took those remarks out of context. Uh, now you see the Chinese government kind of openly re repeating Russian propaganda, uh, for example, about the supposed American biolabs and in Ukraine. This Russian misinformation uh, about biolabs in Ukraine, people on the Trump right who are actually parroting Russian propaganda every day and every night. <laughs> the supposed biolab. Well, oh my God, that laugh. And told us under oath that they're worried about the contents of these biolabs, which they failed to secure, might get into the wrong hands. But it's right-wing Putinite propaganda. We're taking Newland's remarks out of context. Okay, what, what's the right context? We asked. No one told us. Robert Pope's remarks, were they taken out of context too? Yes. It's insane. There's a problem. Before we even assign blame to the problem, it might be worth thinking through how to fix the problem. But no. Anyone who mentions it should shut up. And not just shut up. Be shut up by force if necessary. With jail Be shut up! Oh now, my God! We're going to play you a clip from The View, which is now calling for a Department of Justice investigation into this show and Tulsi Gabbard. Watch. What Tucker Carlson parrots every night on Fox News, what Tulsi Gabbard is spreading, is actually helping Putin get away with criminal acts against innocent Ukrainian civilians. And I think DOJ, in the same way that it is... I mean, I don't know. That's, that's fucking hyperbolic. ...should look into people who are Russian propaganda. I don't think we can make that claim. That's being... If you are a foreign asset uh, to a dictator, mm -hmm. it should be investigated. In fact, I remember when... I don't think Tucker is a foreign asset either. ...that we're discussing it because I think to myself, who is this woman? How do you not call out something that is repeating mm -hmm. false Russian propaganda well, that has been I, brought down? They they used to arrest people for doing stuff like this. Really? They used to arrest people. And then and then when you when you respond like that to these right wing propagandists like Tucker, they use your fucking words against you. He looks like he's being persecuted, that you're wanting to come after him and put him in jail. Like he is scaring the pants off of the people that are watching his show. Fear sells. People for saying stuff like this. Hmm, when did they arrest people for saying stuff like this? And who is they exactly? Well, the former Karen Elaine Johnson didn't tell us. She kept it vague because that way it's a lot more threatening and maybe you will shut up. And again, we hesitate to show clips from that show. It's an IQ well, I mean, historically, well, the they have come after leftists. Not alone. A lot of people sound like this. And it, it, it's one of these processes where it sounds insane. I mean, for sure, I can't believe they said that. And then over time, what sounded crazy the first time you heard it sounds a little more normal. And then three weeks into the war, it sounds like probably pretty necessary. Keith Oberman is always at the cutting edge of things like this. He was watching The View today, doesn't have a lot else to do. And he responded to that segment by writing this on Twitter. They, us, are Russian assets. And there is a war 
There's a case for detaining them militarily. I like Oberman, but that's Trials that's a sign of good. That is too much on the part of democracy. <laughs> so we're oh my god! We must send you to the gulag because freedom. There's nobody to root for in this story. Oh my god! And like fucking Tucker's laugh there. Tucker's laugh that was insidious. On the part of democracy. <laughs> So we're at war with Russia. We must send you to the gulag because freedom. Because a democracy, the one thing democracy doesn't have patience for is dissenting views from its own citizens, particularly citizens who sincerely hope and pray for the best for their own country. Those people must be imprisoned militarily. That's what he said. I got to see that laugh again. Insane. Militarily. Trials are a sign of good faith and patience on the part of democracy. <laughs> so we're at war with Russia. We must send you to the gulag because freedom. Because a democracy, the one thing democracy doesn't have patience for is dissenting views from its own citizens, particularly citizens who sincerely. You guys want that to be the little uh, emote that pops up on the screen when people subscribe to me? The Tucker Carlson laughing head. Edge things like this. He was watching. Yes. He doesn't have a lot else to do. And he responded to that segment by writing this on Twitter. They, us, are Russian assets. And there is a war. There's a case for detaining them militarily. Trials are a sign of good faith and patience on the part of democracy. <laughs> So we're at war with Russia. We must send you to the gulag because freedom. Because it de- that's that's the face that's gonna pop up when people subscribe to this channel. Laughing Tucker Carlson has been decided. And it's do you see the way he's on a solid blue background? His head is undisturbed. It's gonna be easy for me to key out the blue. Very easy for me to make that into a GIF or whatever the whatever the format I need to use. Make that happen. I don't remember what stream elements wants. The, the whole reason I haven't done it already is just because, like, oh, I gotta make shit for it. Like, what am I? I gotta sit here and think. What am I gonna make? What What's it gonna do when somebody subscribes to me? Tucker Carlson's laugh. That's what it's gonna do writing this on Twitter. They, us, are Russian assets, and there is a war. There's a case for detaining them militarily. Trials are a sign of good faith and patience on the part of democracy. (laughs) So we're at war with Russia. We must send you to the gulag because freedom. Because a democracy, the one thing democracy doesn't have patience for, is dissenting views from its own citizens, particularly citizens who sincerely hope... Just an ass with a fucked up laugh. Yeah, he's not an asset. Must and all, be the, all the hyperbolic talk doesn't do anybody any good. Those, like, fucking Keith Oberman was in the wrong there. He, he should not speak like that. Because that's just more ammo for Tucker Carlson to roll up his fucking base. You can call him a lot of things. You can call him a paid propagandist. 
You say he doesn't believe any of this fucking shit because he doesn't. Literally. That's what he's saying. And no one's disagreeing. All of permanent Washington, every orifice of the national media, all did just disagree, didn't I? Push a single message. When was the last time that happened? Ought to make you nervous. Senator Rob Portman of Ohio, who's leaving, thankfully, said the other day that the current moment is... Now, it is, it is fucking weird that, like, you went over and, like, sucked the dick of Victor Orban in Hungary. That was weird. You've done, a, you've done a lot of weird shit, Tucker. It makes us question your motives. Is the Not most our united fault. this country has been since 9-11. Well, he's right in one way. It's certainly united the United States Congress. As of this afternoon, nine out of the last ten tweets that Rob Portman sent have been about Ukraine. Oh, not a single tweet about the fact you're getting poorer by the day. Try to fill up your car. On Amazon last night, a single jar of organic peanut butter cost 15 bucks. That's just one product. If you think people would watch a 60-minute loop of Tucker laughing, I'll do that. Oh, a 60-second? Spread that across the entire grocery store, and that's what you're looking at. Is that going to... Help with the fentanyl killings that are going on right now? 100,000 people die last year? No. Rob Portman doesn't care. What he cares about is Ukraine. And he shares that concern with Lindsey Graham and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and, of course... Man, if you're upset about 100,000 people dying... has some numbers for you. Tucker, there's a there's a pathogen going around, and you you were on the wrong side of that. Liz Cheney. So they are unified. But what's so interesting? If this is such a unifying moment, then why was their first instinct to denounce fellow Americans as traitors and call for them to be imprisoned? Really unifying? They don't care about Ukraine. A lot of these people any more than they cared about George Floyd. They use tragedy. George Floyd's death, the tragic invasion of Ukraine, for domestic political purposes. This has unleashed something really dark in the United States. I mean, States. he's got a point there, but like he never pointed out when the Republicans use shit for political purposes. Thoughtful. They, they all use everything for political purposes, as they should. All of those things. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe. To but when the Democrats do it, it's something nefarious. Went back too far, Dina. This laugh and patience on the part of democracy. <laughs> so we're at war with Russia. We must send. Oh my god. <laughs> I ain't high enough for this shit. As you may have seen and many of you have reported. This is an House press secretary. As I said earlier, 
We're not we're not gonna do a bunch of COVID stories tonight. But it is clearly surging in China. Cases are ticking up in Europe and the US is likely to follow. And this is coming at a great time because the White House is talking about how they're going to run out of funding for tests and vaccinations and all that good shit. Right, as we're getting ready to possibly see another major wave COVID infection. We're in a, we're in a nice valley right now. And then the next like month, month and a half, it could tick up quite a bit on us. Today, we've outlined the severe and immediate consequences that the United States will face if Congress fails to provide us with $22.5 billion in emergency funding to fight COVID-19. Those consequences are dire. Fewer monoclonal antibodies sent to states and inability to purchase additional treatments, fewer tests available to Americans, less surveillance for future variants, and a risk of running short on vaccines. For months, we have been engaging Congress about our needs for additional COVID response funds. Just to give you a few examples, in January, we notified Congress that responding to the unprecedented surge in cases due to Omicron would exhaust our funds. Throughout February, we held briefings about the lack of funding and what the consequences would be if we didn't get additional funds. In the President's State of the Union address, the President called for additional COVID funding, and our National Preparedness Plan made clear that funding is needed. In total, senior administration officials have held more than three dozen calls and meetings with Congress, and at least ten... It's maniacal, isn't it, Ida? ...communicate our needs so that we can do what Americans can ex- should expect from their Talking government... Talking about Tucker Carlson's lab. Once in a generation pandemic. I'll finally say on this, with cases rising abroad, scientific and medical experts have been clear that in the next couple of months, there could be increasing cases of COVID-19 here in the United States as well. We talked about this a bit yesterday. Waiting to provide funding until we're in a worse spot with the virus will be too late. We need funding now, so we're prepared for whatever comes. We need, we need the infrastructure. We need to like, we don't need to be like tearing down the testing infrastructure and then building it back up every time, like, like haphazardly. That's not the way you do these sorts of things you need to have solid infrastructure now you guys know i don't know shit about finance and like i usually like all this shit foreign to me i'm gonna read it to you we'll see if we can interpret it china's market meltdown has traders rushing to buy protection Investors in Chinese financial markets are paying up for protection across all asset classes, discounting better-than-expected economic data and Beijing's assurance it wants to avoid being sanctioned over its alliance with Russia. Hedging a gauge of Chinese shares is the priciest in at least a decade relative to the U.S. equities. Credit default swaps, ensuring China's five-year government bonds are the highest in two years. See, what the fuck does he What? 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 The options skew in the currency market is at levels last seen in late 2020, reflecting bets that the yuan will weaken against the dollar. Outflows from the nation's sovereign debt show even assets perceived as havens are turning risky. 
Pressure is building on Chinese markets from multiple sources. The government's crackdown on tech firms and property developers is hurting their profitability and blunting the wealth of their billionaire founders. Decoupling from the U.S. increases the likelihood of forced delistings. A strict COVID zero policy is resulting in city lockdowns across China as Omicron spreads, undermining the economic outlook. Xi Jinping's close relationship with Russia's Vladimir Putin risks a global backlash against Chinese firms. So they've seen this kind of volatility before in 2008, 2015, and 2018. But this latest sell-off comes at a time when the nation's reliance on global capital has never been so great. So they're having a real, they're having a stall in their, China has been building a lot of shit that's sitting empty because just they, they have used construction to stimulate their economy anytime there's a downturn, which is smart. But if you build a bunch of shit that's not useful and you use a bunch of shady developers to do it. You're just creating a bubble, and that's that's kind of what's going on in China with, with their housing market. That's one of the things that is hitting the financial market. Brings us to breaking points with Crystal and Sagar. Sagar. Why do I say his well, name funny? The history of the 2020s is written. They will look back at this month specifically as when the world truly woke up to the dangers of globalization. You would think it might take a global pandemic, two years of depending on your peer adversary for. Once again, this is an example of conservatives getting so close to the point and missing it entirely. Not globalization. Globalization is is not the problem. Being in an interconnected world is pretty fucking cool, if you ask me. Globalization is not the issue. And as I understand it, globalization is fucking anti-Semite dog whistle for the Jewish conspiracy. So, fuck, Sauger, what the hell? You're upset about the natural results of capitalism. For critical medical supplies. But really what it took was the outbreak of a war in Europe combined with a massive supply shock brought once again by the Chinese government. The Russian effects on the economy at this point are all well known. High gas price, high fertilizer price leading to food, and possibly double-digit inflation in food products for the, well, for the developed world, as well as a very likely shortage in wheat markets. And while devastating as that will be for many people, it is just a drop in the bucket compared to what could come. Russia, after all, is only the world's 11th largest economy, and they mostly just export petroleum products. China, on the other hand, is the whole ballgame. Even 10% of the Russian economic sanctions against China would have a cascade... Hey, 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 no, no, no. They don't just export petroleum products. They also export those little fucking nesting dolls. You've got the one doll and the other doll and the other doll. Those are pretty fucking cool. And, like, they're like vodka. They got vodka. 
global economy. And while sanctions haven't touched them yet, the idiocy of the Chinese Communist Party is about to have a massive impact on the global economy and us here at home. China, despite being responsible for the spread of COVID in the first place, has remained duly committed to COVID zero policy and has the authoritarian chops to back that up. So they have instituted instituted full-scale lockdown and quarantines across the country. They will even strand people with nothing in service of trying to shut down the virus. They had moderate success with that strategy until Omicron appeared. And now when COVID zero meets Omicron, we are seeing a massive impact. Uh, I wanted to point out, I've seen firsthand accounts from China. They were not stranded with nothing. Like, the government sent people care packages and shit. Now, I can't attest to, like, the quality of the things in the care packages. They weren't stranded with nothing. I know I know that to be a fact. So, Sauger is lying already. I would assume they're still going to send care packages to citizens like they did before impact on our own supply chain for goods that we consume at home. Yesterday, we saw that news that the Foxconn has forced to halt production at its Shenzhen facility over a Chinese-imposed lockdown. Are you talking about Sauger's background? Because I know I think it's real. First, obviously, on the Apple iPhone supply chain. But more than that, it is a symbol of even more inflation to come here at home. Shenzhen has a population of 17 million. It is being shut down over 60 coronavirus cases. 60. These people make the Branch Covidians here at home look sane. The Shenzhen facility for Foxconn is the second largest. You shut, okay. You shut down when cases are low to keep cases low. You don't wait until everybody fucking has it. That's not the point of the lockdown, Sauger, you stupid fuck. What? Oh my god. Well, they're shutting down over just 60 cases. Yes, dude. Yes. To contain it. And I'm I'm going to point out as we as we enter our third year, we are we we are 2 years deep into this. Like the anniversary of like New York shutting down was 2 days ago or some shit. Had all countries pursued a COVID zero policy, we would be back to normal already. And I wouldn't have to hear you bitch about the economy. The economy could do whatever the fuck it wanted, you know? Could go back to raping people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you don't just wait until everybody has it and then go like, oh, well, that, that's Sauger's point. Is once everybody has it, well, like everybody has it, so why would you lock down? It's just like there is no situation in which Sauger would feel like a lockdown was a a plausible uh, solution to the situation. Because it's all about, and for, for what reason? It's the economy, to keep the economy going. Seriously, the example that he gives in this piece is Foxconn, manufacturer of the iPhone. Sauger is upset that shutting down will save lives, but he might not get the newest iPhone as quick. That's literally what this this motherfucker is bitching about. And the problems... The problems he's pointing out are caused 
by the system that he promotes and upholds. And by saying by saying it's globalization that's causing all this, you're obscuring the actual fucking fact that it's capitalism that's causing all this. Largest facility in the whole country. Exactly how long is this lockdown going to last? Totally unclear. Look, according to the city of Shenzhen's own government, they are the largest exporter of goods from all of China, with 300 billion in goods just last year, with a large percentage of those goods related to consumer electronics, from phones, processors, audio, video equipment, basic electoral components. We are talking about one of the most strategically important cities on the planet for production that exists in the year 2021. Here's the thing. This lockdown on the city, it's totally up to the government of China when it's going to stop. Well, yeah. They haven't cared yet about economic consequences when pursuing this idiotic strategy. China is restricting intercountry travel, keeping millions of its citizens restricted to the areas that they are from. And in a way, I feel for them. China has not actually done a very good job of vaccinating their elderly population. And they have a very, very vulnerable elderly population health-wise. Combine that with reverence for the elderly in China, and you see a government with more incentives. Not all of them. Of course, the casualty is going to be U.S. global inflation in terms of consumer electronics. It's now even more likely to spike, highlighting the dangers of global. Like that, that one major like developer in their um, in the in their in their real estate market. Uh, what the fucking is it the Evergrande or whatever? Like they're they're letting the, that's a like a, a private entity, and they're like letting it sink. Like, it's taking responsibility. They're not going to bail it out. So, like, I mean, there's good and bad with every fucking system. Globalization and allowing a critical part of your supply chain of the future to be wholly determined by the whims of a government, which also loves nothing more than to see our country suffer. What's worse is that inflation is only likely the tip of the iceberg. Just yesterday, the Chinese stock market plunged more than it has since 2008. It is being described. And and that's back to my point is we would have had less economic disruption if we had pursued COVID zero from the beginning like China and led the way with other countries and got everybody vaccinated. We would have been over this. We would have been, no, nothing, nothing would have happened. Nuh-uh. We had an opportunity to stay at home and jack off for like, a, what, a year? Once once February rolled around, the vaccines were pretty much open to everybody. Like, we would, should have been an open IP. should have been all kinds of people developing vaccines. Should have flooded the market with vaccines. And by the spring, when we were getting the Delta variant coming through and still ravaging the country, that's when this should have been over. If we had done all the right things. And that, that, that would have been better for the economy than this stop and start shit that we have done for two years, going on three years now, and it looks like it's going to happen again. That we're going to have these soft lockdowns just because people are just going to be getting sick all over the place. The fucking the zero COVID policy, if implemented by all the countries, would have been better for our economy, Sagar, you stupid fuck. 
is a dot-com level bust over there because of our... And we would have saved lives. We are likely to see financial contagion here at home. Multiple Chinese companies are included in funds traded by major stock exchanges, including some held by the most prestigious pension funds here in the U.S. Great, right? Yeah, totally great. In fact, Wall Street upped its investments in Chinese stocks last year. They were returning well relative to our markets, right? Yeah, except yesterday, they are now down a combined 72% on U.S. exchanges. Yeah, you heard me right. We are on the verge of what feels like a collapse of a global order, a financial order, but really an order of our lives. We have ordered our economy around the cheapest and most efficient stuff in the chase of endless profits. In some areas of life, that's nice. The iPhone is cool. My flat screen TV is cool too. But you know what's not cool? Paying nearly $5 a gallon and now having a huge... Let me posit this. We would still have iPhones and flat screen TVs in the absence of chasing what chasing every dollar of profit like he said like he literally calls out capitalism without saying it case of endless profits in some areas yeah you heard yeah, me. there we go we are on the verge of what feels like a collapse of a global order a financial order but really an order of our lives we have ordered our economy around the cheapest and most efficient stuff in the chase of endless profits in some areas of life capitalism the iPhone is cool. My flat screen TV is cool too. But you know what's not cool? Paying nearly $5 a gallon and now having a huge portion of the public unable to afford the comforts of the everyday life that they were promised and also being threatened with legitimate poverty over inflation. My iPhone's cool. But the problem is that there is no one to turn us in the right direction. Biden is absent, leaderless. His successors and subordinates are perhaps the only people in Washington more clueless and useless than he is. And on the other side... Just full-scale culture war. Nobody is proposing the ambitious program America needs to get ourselves the hell out of this mess. Look at our own eyes at the state of the world. Somebody did. There was there was a guy. There was a I'm not I didn't make this up. There was a man, he's still serving in the Senate today. His name is Bernie Sanders. He had those he had those sweeping proposals to make the changes that were neat like that that's a thing that ex- there's a movement that exists and you are diametrically opposed to it sir to, to, there's an answer to all the all the things you're you're talking about what the hell that stupid tie. Has there ever been a better time to build here in America, develop long-standing plans in our energy policy, at least a call to the better angels of our nature? Nationalize! Nationalize the energy companies. The American people, our 30-year experiment with being reliant on others is over. It's time to turn to ourselves. Unfortunately, we are missing this opportunity. And in the meantime, the people who will suffer most are working-class Americans getting hammered at the pump, losing 7% of their wages to inflation, planning on driving less, and being miserable at home. Soon, they won't be able to get a new TV to at least relax while watching their economy collapse. In pursuit of becoming a rich country for the few, we have made our poor more vulnerable. Capitalism! ...is to at least have the courage to admit that we were terribly wrong years ago and reverse, reverse course on globalization. No, 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 you're so close. Admit that you were terribly wrong years ago and this whole capitalism thing isn't working out. 
You you want to have shit made in America? Nationalize the companies. There's no way that you can live in a capitalist economy and not expect a company to do exactly what it did. Go where the cheap labor is. To offshore anything they can that's going to, to reduce costs. That is literally in the best interest of the company in capital. It's the fundamental flaw of the system, Sauger. You're not you're not hitting the nail on the head, dude. You're like way over here on this piece of wood. Globalization. What the fuck, dude? Well then nationalize some shit. Nationalize some shit. Let's have our own communications network. If you want to have private networks, on top of, like there should be a phone network that exists, paid for by the government. Cheap internet service. Everybody, everybody can go get a fucking phone and get like fucking five dollar a month cell phone service on a nationwide fucking network. But the government, but it has no fucking no outages and coverage like like the post office. You're gonna fucking put towers up everywhere there needs to be because you don't have to worry about the profit motive. Steak sounds nice. I'm steak is good. I like steak. I'm sorry I didn't make burgers for you. Like I made burgers for myself and they were incredibly good. Are we done with Sauger? We're done with Sauger, right? I'm done with Sauger. A warlord mentioned it earlier. The Senate voted to make daylight saving its time permanent. Here's something kind of interesting. It's not happening yet, but they're looking to make daylight saving time permanent as soon as next year. Yes. Meaning, you know, yes. you your clocks over the weekend, you, you won't have to do that anymore. It was- so that it stops now. The madness stops now. We never switch again. So when it comes October, we just we just stay. We stay. Nothing changes. I want that. That is what I want. I am on board with this. Finally, like at least something. At least something can change for the fucking bed. We can get rid of some antiquated old system that serves us no fucking purpose whatsoever. Please. Please. And you won't be an hour late to work ever again because you won't ever have to change your fucking clock ever again. We just stay where we are. Please. Thank you. That's what I want. It would make those afternoons in the winter a little bit brighter. It would make the mornings a little bit darker. Obviously, this still has to go to the house, but I want to bring in NBC News correspondent Leanne Caldwell because, Leanne, like this, talk about something that affects every American or most Americans, right, unless you live in maybe Arizona or Hawaii. But, like, to even think about the fact that maybe we're officially done with daylight saving is, is sort of weird. What's the deal? So, Holly, I think every parent with young I've been advocating for it for years. Fuck this shit. News, as you know, their body clocks, kids' body clocks do not change very easily. Um, but yes, yeah, so the Senate just passed by unanimous consent. There was no vote, and that means all 100 senators agreed, which is also very rare in the Senate, to keep. No fucking way. Time. 
This is something that is bipartisan. It has 17 co-sponsors, Republicans and Democrats. And the top Republicans in the Senate, uh, they were gaggling with reporters when this actually happened on the Senate floor. So Senator John Thune, the number two, who is responsible for counting Republican votes, had no idea this happened. And he was even shocked that it passed. But he said it's something that pretty much everyone agrees with. So, of course, as you mentioned, it then goes. Yay. Yay. Yet if the House is going to take up this bill, I will smoke to that. Then it goes to the president's desk where he could either sign it into law or veto it. But I have a feeling that if he were to veto it, that would be overruled, given how popular this idea is on Capitol Hill, Hallie. So do you so is this real? Like, is this could this really be? It sounds like it is, Leanne. It could be something that actually really passes sometime soonish. Her mind is blown. Something that every daylight savings time, every time the clock is about to shift, uh, there's members of Congress, Republicans and Democrats, House members, senators, who come to the floor and rail about the time change. They bring up legislation. This is something that... I'm against it. I've always been against it. And finally, legislation, this bill, has passed. And so, again, like you said, it has to go to the House. Um, But it is real, and it could happen. Nancy, ball's in your court now. Please, make it real. Make it real. Leanne Caldwell, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Please make it real. I want it to be real. All right, the next the next article we're getting ready to read is called The British Joe Rogan. Anybody want to guess who the British Joe Rogan is? He guesses to British Joe Rogan. I feel like it's pretty obvious. I would get if I was in somebody's chat and asked that question Russell Brand, that is exactly right. Pretty fucking obvious. The Independent article. Russell Brand is the new Joe Rogan, and I'm the one who warned you about it, says Clements McMillan. We're going to get a little clip. I guess what she thinks is a taste of... Russell Brand. <laughs> let's get a let's get a uh, uh, a taste of of what she finds so appalling about Russell Brand. The war in Ukraine and the crushing of protests in Canada are two separate things. This war is a humanitarian disaster. It is wrong. What I'm saying is that. If the reason that this war is wrong, or one of the reasons, is because it is against democratic principles, then you must ensure that where it is possible, where there is no militarised state opposing your ability to be democratic, you should be democratic. Otherwise, you do not have the same argument. You can criticise Russia for many, many reasons. You can condemn the actions of Russia, quite rightly, for many reasons. What you can't do is claim to be an exemplar of democracy if whenever you get the opportunity to be tyrannical, you take it. Let's see what Justin Trudeau had to say about Chinese state authoritarianism in 2014. He was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Even then, before Justin Trudeau became a sort of figure of loathing as a result of the trucker actions, and I'm sure for other things that I've not been following, 
he literally, while he's still in his boy band phase, is openly declaring affection for Chinese state authoritarianism. Because their his boy band phase is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start, you know, investing in solar. If only we had a dictatorship. <laughs> Don't worry, Justin. Future. Uh, I mean, I don't know the context of whatever the the speech he was giving. If he was speaking to like a civics class or some shit. Like, what? The surge for Joe Rogan's British counterpart has ended and Russell Brand is the lucky winner. Yes, the same Russell Brand who was once married to Katy Perry. I forgot about that. That was a thing, wasn't it? The same Russell Brand who portrayed... Aldous Snow, Kristen Bell's brazen sex education dispensing boyfriend and forgetting Sarah Marshall. The same Russell Brand who could uh, want to be relied on to raise hell alongside uh, Noel Feldings on the two fat quiz, uh, big fat quiz set. I know I'm disappointed too, but such is the age we live in. One minute a comedian is going about his life, building his career, and the next... He's peddling conspiracy theories on YouTube and quoting Glenn Greenwald's newsletter at length. No, I don't like it. Yes, I'm exhausted. Brand has been on YouTube for a decade now. At first, he primarily used his channel to share promotional clips for his now-defunct late-night talk show, Brand X with Russell Brand. Eight years ago, he, however, switched to a more traditional vlogging format, sharing a a series of videos he called The Trues. Contraction of True News. Those videos in which Brand held a newspaper and commented on the day's headlines were mainly meant as comedy bits. Today, they're the kind of content that would be shared on Instagram stories, but stories didn't exist back then. So, onto YouTube they went. Over the years, Brand's videos evolved. In 2017, he launched a podcast called Under the Skin, on which he has welcomed a wide array of guests, from Marianne Williamson to Jordan Peterson, on YouTube, like I heard somebody talk about, like how fascinating Russell Brand and Jordan Peterson. Like I would find it fascinating, but I can't imagine like anything was coherent. I can't imagine that the two of them. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit said. I'm sure. I might have to go watch that myself. On YouTube, where he now has 5.24 million subscribers, Brand is no longer a comedian pointing out the idiosyncrasies of the news cycle. Instead, he has leaned hard into a brand of pseudo-skepticism we've come to expect from the Joe Rogans of the world. That's what, like, I kind of label Brand as more of a New Age woo type. I don't think he's a right-winger. I think he's just, um... counter-culture... celebrity counter-culture grifter. Friends, video titles can be, but I also haven't watched a lot of his. Fun fact. My mom doesn't really like my act. It doesn't like my look. Doesn't like anything about like any, any of like just the Justin freaking character. My mom really enjoyed it when I was, you know, news director of nine radio stations. She was proud of me. She could brag about it. She doesn't like the Justin freaking character criticizes me a lot circa 2010 2011 something like that maybe uh maybe even a little later than that she pops up and tells me that 
She loves Russell Brand. And I'm like, he does the same, he does the same shtick as me. It's the same exact shtick. Like his, like he was just coming off like the, the, the comedy tour about like the, the, the Messiah tour or some shit like that. And like, I was calling myself the new media Messiah on the radio. Like it was like, fucking. How do you like Russell Brand, but you're not into your own son's shtick, which is basically the same fucking thing? I've watched videos of China building some fuck bridges and shit. And, and they've got some wild-ass technology. They are way ahead of us. You would like to finish reading this article by uh, Clements Mich- uh, Michelon, The Independent, titled Russell Brand is the New Joe Rogan. All right, I've been looking for something by stupid ass Zuby to play on here. I've I've never actually, I have only seen clips of his tweets and shit. I've never I've never heard what Zuby even sounds like. This dude's a rapper. Watch somebody pop up and be like, "We watched a clip of Zuby the night you you read like from Wikipedia about him." Just like Sparkles, I told Sparkles that I had never been to a Bojangles. And she was like, dude, you had Bojangles with me. Twice, apparently. Twice! Twice! (laughs) Okay, so here's a weird thing. Sparkles and I are usually in, like, constant communication. It's never, like, a lot of communication. Like, we don't message walls of texts back and forth. But, like, throughout the day, we're saying, like, little piffy shit back to each other or sending each other gifts or something. Uh, but, like, I am I'm banned on Facebook until Saturday on Facebook Messenger. I can comment and share my videos and do all that shit. I can't be on Facebook Messenger because I sent some dude that was trying to troll me a dick pic. And he reported me. <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, Sparkles doesn't talk to me as much when uh, we're, we're, we're not on the Facebook. But also, like, I don't know if she has Discord on her phone. I'm not on Discord a lot. It's a free, it makes things a lot harder when I can't Facebook message. Yes, God forbid, Walter, because it's like people have shit to do. It's different when you just laugh at something piffy somebody said. Laugh at a funny meme. You're you're different though. No, no, no. It's either it's either something that's gonna weird me out. Like why in the world would anyone even want to share this with me? Or, or it's, it's some deep fucking conversation where you, you were expecting 25 answers and like, I'm cooking dinner 
getting ready to watch a movie or some shit. Sorry. Bojangles is a restaurant. It must be it must be more regional than I, I thought it was national. And the and the way you do it, yeah, wall of text is the way you communicate in real life as well. You're a fun person. You say funny things. You just like it's just really fast and a lot. It's a lot to take in. You guys should tell Curious or she should get on camera. What, tomorrow night? Is that when you're coming? You should get on camera. Sit in the guest chair over here. A lot of it and all at once. That's exactly right. Oh, shit. Oh, Zuby's going to tell us a story. And Zuby's going to tell us the difference between virtue signaling and actual virtue. That's been, this has been a thing of mine. This has been a thing of mine that I think that the right are actually the ones that do the virtue signaling. They talk about being a patriot. They talk about believing in the Constitution and caring about their country. But it's all just talk. Just like people say they believe in the Bible and then all they do is use the Bible to feel morally superior. They don't actually follow the teachings of Jesus. So maybe Zuby can clear this up for me, and he can explain to me what actual virtue is. Diversity doesn't just mean gender, sexuality, and race, right? It goes far beyond that. Diversity of thought is far more important than anything else, and everyone is an individual just by someone. Well, that's that. diversity of thought is the reason why you want... A, a population that's represented like if you're talking about hiring people on for like a board or something you want it to be representative of the population so that you get the diversity of thought so like I don't I don't know about shit that goes on in different cultures there's certain things like like there are very interesting discussions about like you know how like more diverse writers rooms are actually a very good thing because they never they never think about things from from a perspective of you know uh, an Indian family living in the United States. That's literally what we're talking about. Like when we're diversifying, like when we want a black woman on the Supreme Court, it is because she brings a different perspective than anyone that has ever sat on the court before. So that's why putting a black woman on the Supreme Court was important. Important. I think I I think I just like very southernly said important. So I'm glad I could clear that one up for you, Zuby. Someone being a white man or a black woman, therefore have the same perspective and are somehow representative of white men in general <laughs> or black women in general as if there are not hundreds of millions or, or billions of people who, who fit into these categories who are all their own individuals with their own character, personality, thoughts, ideas, experiences. Equality, treating people actually equally, not treating these people better 
end these people worse because you you think so this Medicare for all victims. So therefore, I don't actually need to be equal, right? We can treat men like trash, but we'll treat women better because women in the past perhaps were. You see, look how he said about you know we don't have to treat people like a victim, and he's like, oh, but like men are trash. Like that's his first example that he's using. It's like it's these people that want to talk about bridging the divide, but it's capitulation to their viewpoint. That bridges the divide. You got to come over to them in order to bridge the divide. They don't want to actually like compromise or try to understand your viewpoint. Oppressed? Like, no, that's not that's not equality. I'm about actual diversity, actual tolerance, actual equality. Right. So these buzzwords that people like to throw around, think about what they really, really mean, and embody them. Because what you do and the way you behave and the way you treat people says infinitely more about you. Than what you claim to believe and what words you're throwing out there, and this is the difference between virtue signaling and actually being virtuous. That's the difference between virtue signaling and being actually virtuous. Denver gunman left behind digital trail of violent alt-right hate. According to the Daily Beast, right-wing rapper and social media sensation, Nazubi Alisabuka Aduzi, better known by his stage name Zubi, welcomed McLeod on his podcast in 2019 to discuss one of his books. Though he admitted he had not read the book, the host stated it was currently blowing up Twitter. Zuby had the violent alt-right asshole who was definitely a racist on his show to promote his book. McCloud? McCloud. McCloud? Really? Really? McCloud? I've been, I have been saying McLeod for a long fucking time. I've been fucking that one up for a while. McCloud. Are you guys ready for some disco? You guys ready for some motherfucking disco? Are you ready for a motherfucking cat disco? Oh, shit. What music is it in? Fuck you, music. You went to school. You went to school with some McLeod's? Tell him Muffin said hi. My cats have gotten you, like, because, you know, I've got the ball. I usually turn it on during the freak show. My cats have gotten used to it. They used to go crazy for the beams of light. I guess, I, I guess I've given them the sensory overload one too many times. 
They aren't impressed by it anymore. Mick Cleoed. Mick Cleoed. Mick I don't care. I'm not changing it. I'm still gonna say McCleod. I'm still going to say McCleod. I don't care what none y'all say. Odd. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, we're going to go hang out with Ninetales Cosmic Fox. He is awesome. He, oh, dude, the fucking kittens are absolutely cute. Or you could be talking or you could be talking about Ninetales. She is absolutely cute as well. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live!